And that's the thing. Like we, as, as human beings, we tend to overcomplicate things. We make things yeah. so much harder than they really are. And yeah. it goes back to our mentality. It's not that difficult. We're making it difficult because it scares us because um, it may be stressing us out a little bit, but it really is that simple. And the thing I like about the SWOT analysis is that it breaks things up. So you're not Mm. looking at this massive pile of, oh my gosh, where do I start? It's already broken up. Now you approach things as needed. Hello and welcome to the Vana Room. Monique and I are going to be taking on this episode because we are talking about the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. And for those who are not familiar with it, it stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. And this is a really, really good analysis to jump in and really analyze your career and even your personal life on what you're doing uh, to make better and clearer decisions so that you can hopefully achieve your goals much quicker and more efficiently. Um, Mo is the expert on this, so I'll pass (laughs) it over to her and uh, I'll just kind of pop in with questions and maybe some clarifications if needed. um, And we'll just kind of get right into it. All right. So let's do that. So we're going to start with the S, which is the strengths. And so when we talk, well, let me back up for a second. When we talk about the SWOT analysis, um, the way you break it down is, um, and, and this is something you should actually write out so you can see it. So what is recommended is basically like if you draw a box, okay, make a box and then you create four quarters, right? So two boxes on top, two squares on the bottom, right? So you draw a little T in the middle. And then the upper left is your strengths. The upper right is your weaknesses. The lower left are your opportunities and the lower right are your threats. Okay. So SWOT, S-W-O-T. Okay. Now the two on the top, your strengths and your weaknesses are what we call internal considerations because your strengths and your weaknesses are talking about you. These are internal things. These are things about you Um, and your company potentially. So if you're using the SWOT analysis for a company you've already created, then it's strength the weaknesses of your team, strength and weaknesses of the actual company. But if we're just talking about you as an individual, then it's your personal strengths and weaknesses, okay? And by strengths, we mean exactly that. What are you good at? Are you a people person? You're good at connecting with people. You're good at networking. Um, you're good at organization. Like These are all your strong suits. What is it that you're good at? You're good at writing music. You're good at performing. You're good at dancing. Um, and then as far as the company is concerned, if we're going to talk about the strengths of a particular company, then the company's strengths may be that you have a solid team. Maybe the team really works well together. That same team that works well together could still potentially have some weaknesses, right? Um, so that's what you're looking for, for strengths. Then on your, on your weaknesses side, um, these could be things like you're bad at social media, 
um, you're not a good writer. And I don't mean songwriter. I just mean like maybe um, your grammar and your spelling are really bad, (laughs) you know? Um, So maybe you're not the person who should be drafting um, content for your social media or your website. Uh, maybe you're late all the time, you're a tardy person and, and you have to work on it or you get overwhelmed. Another weakness could be anxiety. Um, you know, anything that could be a potential hindrance to the progression of the company or yourself. Uh, back in October of, um, 2021, I interviewed a gentleman named Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace is the manager um, of a artist named Jelly Roll out of Tennessee. And I had a great conversation with Matt. And one of the things that Matt was absolutely adamant about is that he does a SWOT, a weekly, weekly SWOT analysis on his company. And I, at first I was like, that seems a little excessive, (laughs) but you know, for somebody who is, um, not necessarily a one man machine. He's got a team of people, but when you want to make sure that you're staying on top of things and you're always um, in touch with what's going on with your company, I understand doing a weekly SWOT analysis. So um, think about what your, your strengths and your weaknesses are. And for a lot of people, this is an opportunity to really sit down and do some a good introspective look at yourself. Like, okay, let me be honest with myself because another problem we run into and Lennon can definitely, um, uh, back me up on this is that there are a lot of people (laughs) not naming any names. There are a lot of people in our industry, um, that try to do everything themselves. And that's part of your weakness is that you don't know how to delegate. And I think we've spoken about the ability or we're going to, I can't remember. Um, we talk about being able to delegate. That is, that is so important. And that is a weakness for a lot of people who, you know, they start these businesses and that's like, that's my baby. This is my, you know, I started this thing and I don't want anybody to mess it up. Understood. But at the same time, you got to be able to, you can't be everywhere at once. And you got to learn how to build your team and recognizing your own strength and weaknesses are certainly a part of this process. So um, you got any questions for me, Lennon? Anything you want to throw at me on that? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a really good point. And the episode that we talked about that was the common mistakes one, because that is right. a common mistake that musicians and artists and just business people in the music industry make is they try to take on everything. Hell, right. I do it yeah. myself. Um, I, yeah, I have troubles. Too. To have troubles delegating, uh, but it's 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 very difficult to kind of let go of your your baby and be like, here, kind of do this. It's like, well, it's not going to be up to my standard, and all these things run through your head. But you've got to build that trust within yourself that you're trusting that you're picking the right person to take on that task, mm-hmm. and then you've got to give them the trust and build that reputation. And with you them. really so, have to be able to recognize what your needs are. I think that factors yes. into it. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> A lot of people are like, oh, I can just do that myself, or I don't need that. I can just do X, Y, and Z. I think you need, you know, when you hear yourself speaking that way, you need to catch yourself. That's mm-hmm. a moment where you really need to check yourself. Because at that moment, to me, that is a bit of a toxic trait 
Um, that can, I'm not saying it's bad all the time. There are going to be times where you're like, you know what, we can actually handle that ourselves or I can do that myself. But if you're already wearing, no pun intended, multiple hats for your business, it may be time for you to step aside or delegate or, or find someone else to do it. And it doesn't always have to be, because I know a lot of people are like, well, that's going to cost money. That's going to cost. Yeah, it might. doesn't have to, mm-hmm. but it might. And if you, if it's important to the growth of the business and the success of the business, you got to suck it up, put it on your budget and figure out how to pay for it. But yep. if it's a, if it's something you need to grow your business or for your business to get to the next level, then you got to figure out how to make it work. Either bring somebody on board on the team that's good at it and see if you can give them equity in the business if you don't have the money to pay them right now, you know? Yep. So it's a challenge and I'm fully aware of it. I'm guilty of it myself. I'm, you know, I run a few side businesses myself and I'm like, I'm trying to do too much. Like yep. I need to get, you know, I need to find somebody to do X, Y, and I, that's, you know, one of the things I'm actively doing right now is looking for somebody who can be a partner with me in my business so I can better serve my clients. And I think that's another thing. Um, I know we're talking about people in the music industry, but this, this isn't just artists and performers. This is also managers, agents, venues, like this is anybody in the music industry. And I know we're primarily speaking with artists at the moment, but honestly, anything you're trying to do in the industry, this is something you need to, to really think Mm -hmm. about. So what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? These are your two internal factors of your analysis. Great. Yeah, I like that. And if you're starting to think of these things, that's why we're here to do the SWOT analysis. If you think mm-hmm. that you've got too much going on and you're you're not delegating and you're running into uh, hiccups, sit down and do a SWOT analysis. It, it'll, and it, you can it's do them in really, as quick as 15 minutes. Yeah. I was just about to say, it's not even, it's not very time consuming. It's so funny how we think, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, you got to make time for stuff like this. This is, this is a necessary tool um, for doing business. And the other thing I would say is really sit down. And I think it may not be a bad idea to sit down with your best friend, somebody who knows you really well. So you don't lie to yourself. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. well, yeah. if you don't have, if you don't know how to hold yourself accountable, you need to have somebody else there that is not a yes man in your camp. That's one of the worst things you can have is somebody uh-huh. who just says yes to you all the time. Y'all need somebody who's going to give it to you for real. And so I think it's really necessary when you sit down to do this, when you start doing this for the first time, is that you have somebody near you who's going to be honest and be like, no, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. You're not good at that. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. And I think it's important to once you do the SWOT analysis, make sure you hang it somewhere where you can see it. Mm-hmm. I think that's visually seeing your goals, visually seeing things that you have to work on. Like I have I have posters hanging up in my office and in my bedroom, the two places I spend most of my time. So I have to see it every day and Every day I hold myself accountable. I go, okay, what did I do to get closer to that goal? And I don't, don't over, overwhelm yourself. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Little nuggets, you know? If you've got 20 things you want to accomplish, arrange them in order of um, 
your ability to achieve them. So the easiest things should go first, the ones you could just knock off the list. And then the things that are going to take a little bit longer, they go towards the bottom because you should be building towards those anyway. And then I just put three at a time. And as I reach a goal, I cross one off and I add a new one to the list and you just keep mm. it moving. Yeah. But you should do the same thing with your SWOT analysis. like Because your yeah. SWOT analysis is going to have a lot of stuff in each box. Mm-hmm. You know? I like um, I like what you you said about uh, time. A lot of people don't have time. They don't have time. But it's like, well, think about it. Do you have time to be wasting all of it on these other tasks? Like you're spending this time either way. Do you want to spend 15 minutes to do a SWOT analysis, or do you want to spend 45 minutes doing this mundane task that could be delegated to somebody else? Right. It's just you, you have to. You, there's there's trade offs. Mm-hmm. Like you're just sitting there watching a TV show. I mean sit the piece of paper next to you. And then when it pops into your head, just grab the paper and write it down. You got time. Yep. Yeah. You, you got, got time. time. You definitely have time. <laughs> for sure. You definitely All have right. Time. So that's strength and weaknesses. You got anything, got anything else for me for those before I go no. to, okay. I think those are good. All right. So let's talk about opportunities and threats. Opportunities and threats are what we call external factors. And an opportunity could be something like a music conference. It could be a contest. It could be a songwriting contest. It could be a performance opportunity, open mic night. Um, an opportunity could be a local networking event. It could be a new bar opening in town or a new venue opening in town. Any opportunity that gives you a chance to move forward Get your business out there. Get yourself out there. Network with people, like whatever. Um, those are the things that you should be looking forward for, or looking for in the opportunities box. Um, mm. And then threats. Threats are interesting. Threats could be a lot of things. Um, threats could be something like technology, you know, mm. some sort of change in technology. Another threat, the coronavirus, right? Things that are completely out of your control. Um, threat could be competition in the market. Maybe a new company opened up nearby that's doing the same thing that you're doing. Um, a threat could be, um, a secret got out, you know, maybe one of your trade secrets got out. Uh, I mean, a threat could be a lot of things, uh, all sorts of things, but these are typically, typically external, like I said. So these are things outside of the company not necessarily within your control, but things that may have an effect. And here's what you do. I have a, I have a, um, oops, I have a, a thing that I do now. Like I try to catch myself. I try to be really mindful of it. I try not to, especially when I'm talking about business, I try mm. not to say problem. I try not to say something's a problem. I try to call it a challenge because Challenges are things that we overcome. When people use the term problem, in, in my opinion, it becomes a very defeatist kind of mentality. You say it's a problem mm-hmm. and you already kind of go, well, I can't fix it. It's, yeah. That's a problem. you know. But I feel like if we say challenge, then that becomes, okay, challenge accepted. Let's figure, mm-hmm. out, <laughs> let's figure out how we're going to overcome this. And I think a lot of businesses had to do that when, when the coronavirus hit. So They were like, all right, we don't want to shut down. This coronavirus is a challenge. What do we do? So businesses had to come up with another revenue stream for themselves. Um, 
the music industry as a whole, the film industry. So what did they do? They started creating more content to put out on social media, um, streaming services, streaming movies to make up for people not going to the movie theater. Like there is a way to overcome your challenges. So let's not call the threats problems. Let's call them challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think that encourages the behavior to try to um, fix it or come Mm -hmm. up with a solution, you know, Mm -hmm. and rely on your team. Don't try to sit there and, you know, when this is, again, this goes back to what we were saying about people who don't know how to delegate. Um, It become, you, you wear a lot of the weight on your shoulders when you don't give your team an opportunity to actively participate in what the business needs, or you may have some very creative people on your team, give them a chance to give you some input. So when the business is going through some struggles, be transparent with your team about, Hey guys, this is what we're facing. Who's got an idea? Because now you're sharing that responsibility with your team. They feel more part of the process, but when you act like I'm in charge, this is my responsibility you stress yourself out and you start to become a problem yourself to the rest of the team and the success of the business. So when you, when you have something that's listed as a threat and, and, you know, I think it's a good idea to actually, if you do this on a weekly basis, make this a team meeting every Wednesday, y'all meet in your conference room or wherever, and y'all put your SWAT board up and go, here are, our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that we are facing as of today. Some may carry over from the previous week. Some y'all may have. And I think it's also good to share successes with with the group. So when a threat is gone, you address that. Hey, guys, remember we talked about this? We fixed it. Way to go, team. You cross it off. And everybody feels like they're accomplishing things as a group. But ultimately, at the end of the day, things are getting done and that's what you need. Things need to be getting done, you know? Yeah. So I I think that's, that's pretty crucial. Uh Uh-huh. I love that. Um, and I love the challenges instead of problems. I think that's a, I I catch myself. Sometimes I hear myself saying problem. I'm like, Nope, it's a challenge. No, it's a challenge. (laughs) Yep. It kind of reframes your, your thinking about it too. Yes. Uh, Yes. Brain approaches a challenge differently than a problem. Yes. Yep, hundred percent. Very, very interesting. Very, very cool insight there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did uh, strengths, weaknesses, uh, opportunities, and threats. Um, is there anything additional to a SWOT analysis, or is it literally just that? I feel like it's missing something. I think that's it. What are we missing? Wow. No, I was just thinking like S W O T. It's that simple. It's that simple. It really, and and that's the thing, like. We, as, as human beings, we tend to overcomplicate things. We make things yeah. so much harder than they really are. And yeah. it goes back to our mentality. It's not that difficult. We're making it difficult because it scares us, because um, it may be stressing us out a little bit, but it really is that simple. And the thing I like about the SWOT analysis is that it breaks things up. So you're not Mm. looking at this massive pile of, oh my gosh, where do I start? It's already broken up. Now you approach things 
you know, as needed. And you can approach one thing in the strengths, one thing in the weakness, one thing, you know, get it together. You know, one of your weaknesses could be, okay, our team is not meshing. So maybe what you need to do is create um, a team building experience once a month for your people. Go out and have a picnic, something that's going to make people work together as a team, you know? Mm. Yeah. But um, we just make things seem so much harder than they are. And if you just approach it, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, I'm, I'm, Same. You know, I'm practicing what I preach. You know, mm. I sit down and I go, I'm a list person to begin with. And it's not even just about op- um, the SWOT analysis. It's just, let me make a list of the things that are stressing me out. Let me put it on paper so I can see it. It's kind of mm. like you're literally confronting the challenge. I almost yep. said problem. <laughs> you literally conf- <laughs> you're literally confronting what it is. You're looking at spot on, head on, and you're going, okay, I see you. Now I'm going to deal with you, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's all about uh, retraining the way that we think. Mm. You retrain the way that – it's just like, you know, there's that, that diet program out there, Noom, Right. Their mm-hmm. whole program and their philosophy is about how you think about food and what you're doing when you're eating. We got to do the same thing with every other aspect of our life. What, what is creating this struggle for me? Why is this such a problem for me? And, and that's what we, we don't do. I hate to turn this into a, like a psychology class, but it's the truth. You know, yeah. we, we are so used to trying to deal with things on the surface that we don't get to the root of the problem. You got to start at the root. So the, so the problem and the challenge does not return or you know how to deal with it if it does, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, a question, since I like to make things more complicated than they really are, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people do, how, how detailed or how specific does the SWOT analysis need to be? Like when you write down a strength, do you need to write down, oh, my strength is um, – trying to think of a good example or let's say like a weakness my weakness Mm -hmm. is youtube and well what about youtube right like creating content or can you be that generic or how specific should it be no you definitely need to be specific because you need to really see what the what the challenge is in its totality you know Mm. so because if, if you're if you're including your team on that the team needs to understand what that is and if you're vague about it it doesn't help. So yes, you should definitely be detailed for sure. Okay. And that's why I said it's going to look like there's a lot in these boxes, but yeah. you know, um, that's because you, you need to be detailed. So thank you for asking okay. that. Absolutely. You do. Don't just make bullet points. It needs yeah. to have some detail to it so you can really see what the issue is so you can figure out how to address it, you know? Okay. So with social media, it can be, you can't just put, I'm not good at social media. Well, what does that mean? That means yeah. I'm not posting consistently. I'm not creating, I don't know how to create engaging content. That's the kind of stuff you should, you know, spell it out, spell it out yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes it more specific when you say yeah. uh, Instagram. Well, are you not good at logging into Instagram? Do you not know how to use the platform? Right. Do you not know how to create content? Do you not know how right. to engage on the platform? There's do you not know four, how to use your analytics? 
do you not know how to use analytics? Do you not know how to read analytics? Like there's five, six, ten other questions that get mm-hmm. asked. So being specific, I don't understand Instagram analytics. Perfect. And that's good. Yeah. And that's good because then if it turns out that you actually need to outsource something that's on that list, now you're being really specific to the person you need to communicate with and they don't have to ask you a million questions because you're being very detailed. Hey, I need a social media manager because I am not posting consistently. I'm not, I don't know how to create engaging content and I don't understand how to interpret my analytics to reach my audience. That's very specific. And that's something that a social media manager can go, okay, cool. I know exactly how to help you. Let me go look at your channels. Yep. So yeah, the D the detail is definitely, um, that's definitely something you should you should think about when you're writing it. So no no just no bullet points. Have some have some uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some meat meat and potatoes. Yeah, have some meat and potatoes with your SWOT analysis. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Give it some detail. Uh, yeah, give it some detail. Um, that's pretty much all we have. Uh, the SWOT analysis, like Mo said, is. That's it. There's really not anything more to it. It's strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And um, don't make and it more complicated Are we going to have a template is. down under under our thing here? Yeah, <laughs> we could draft up a template, uh, a, a sheet that you can use and print out or save to your computer as a PDF and edit it in Adobe or whatever. Um and, and do it that way. That's that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good thing to to kind yeah, of get we'll started. Yeah, we'll help you guys out. <laughs> yeah, we'll help you out. Um, so the next episode that we're going to do is on smart goals, um, oh. which kind of sets hand in hand. So we'll, we'll have, uh, the ability to talk about setting smart goals, S M A R T. Um, so Mo and hopefully Rob will be on next week as well to talk about these. Um, cause as a business owner, it'll be interesting to hear what his smart goals have mm-hmm. been over the years. And um, you know how it's used for marketing. Um, yes. You know, that's very important for an artist. If you're releasing a new album, if you're releasing a single, if you're releasing a video, making sure that those smart goals are very helpful for organizing, mm-hmm. for sure. And it's, it's definitely something you need for marketing. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tune in next week. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. You can follow us on jamvana.com. Our socials are linked there, but Jamvana on Twitter, Jamvana on YouTube, uh, Jamvana on Facebook. LinkedIn is the same way. We're kind of all over the place. Um, so follow us wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Um, and leave that rating, five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever. And don't forget to hit subscribe and like and follow us on all of our platforms. And if you guys need to reach out to us, all you got to do is just message us and we will get back to you. Yes, absolutely. So thanks again. And we will see you next week on The Vana Room. Bye.